Hey listeners, Adam O'Donnell here. Today you get to hear from one of India's most successful startups, Bharat Agri and their founder, Sai Gold. Pre-COVID, they were selling through brick and mortar channels and it was clear they had to make an immediate pivot. These offline stores and distributors were closed. Our revenue came down to zero. We started reaching out to our users physically. Then we went and we did very in-depth survey. They decided to go for a freemium approach. And the numbers were like fantastic. And then we decided that, okay, now let's focus only on the digital first. Adoption. The next question was, how are we going to get this to millions of users? We started tying up with all the local influencers, so tier three and tier four influencers in India, showing them that you work with us, we will promote you, you promote us. I think those kind of partnerships have helped us long way. We started distributing our content through them, plus we started creating content with them. All this led to a massive transformation in the company. They've raised over 21 million. It's a great episode. You're going to love it. Hey, welcome to Sit Down Startup Founder Podcast. I'm your host, Adam O'Donnell, former founder and VC. I now work at Zendesk for startups where we offer six months free use of Zendesk for qualified high growth companies. Sai, thank you so much for coming on Sit Down Startup. I'm excited to, to hear your story of Bharat Agri and the growth that you've had. I know you've raised over $21 million according to Crunchbase and had great investors like Google for Startups, Better Capital. So first, can you tell us when you founded the company and what was it originally doing at the time? Yeah. So we started company in 2017. Uh, the concept of the company started back in 2015 as a college project between me and my co-founder Siddharth Delani. And then you know, we were very fascinated by this field of agriculture, though we are not, we don't belong to this field. Uh, initial concept was to, you know, bring all the information in structured way and make a decision engine for engine for farming in India. Very neat. Have you pivoted off that initial mission of, for the product? No. So the initial mission and the initial product has been always constant. You know, the delivery or, you know, maybe the market acquisition and go-to-market. These are the things we have gone to and fro a couple of times. But the initial idea has been always the same. Very cool. How big are you now in terms of maybe employees or any other metrics? Yeah. So currently we are 120 employees. Uh, we are working with 100K paid uh, users in India. We have more than three, we, we are uh, connected with more than 3 million users and 100K users are act, you know, actively subscribing for our services. Well, congratulations. I'm excited to pull apart some of the growth that happened. Uh, and the heart of this show is to understand like all the companies that we interview had that hockey stick moment. And we want to understand what did you do before the hockey stick moment? maybe right before yeah. or things leading up to it that are going to help. So would love to hear one of the most impactful things that you did before that. Definitely. So 2017 to 2020 was majorly the research part because we were trying to integrate some of the uh, agriculture science aspects to the core uh, you know, new age internet technology. So we spent a lot of time in researching, ensuring that we are building a product which has a core value proposition, which is from the scientific and technological direction. Uh, 2019, we went to market, we started, uh, you know, exploring and giving out the products to user. And, uh, you know, in three, four months, pandemic happened, uh, right, uh, right after we started going out. Uh, so pandemic was a, you know, initially, it came as a disaster for the business, like every other business in, uh, in the over the world. But what we realized was our distribution strategy, which we had earlier in mind, that was a very wrong strategy. And with pandemic, we decided to distribute it 100% digitally. 
and uh, we started with uh, you know onboarding like you know i i remember our april 2020 we ha- we had onboarded i think 100 users in a month and uh, today we are onboarding around 20 to 25000 users every month so that you know digital pivot which we did uh, rather than uh, focusing on the offline channels for distribution we went 100% digital uh, we ensured that the product value proposition is there uh, 100% in digital secondly we introduced a freemium product because earlier we hadn't designed the product to have a freemium experience so you know quickly in, over a couple of months in pandemic uh, you know our teams were like yes we have to do something to get users so we pivoted uh, we designed a freemium experience and designed a freemium to paid funnel and uh, that's what has brought this growth for us very neat i can only imagine around maybe say february or march of 2020 when you have your original strategy and it seems to be like everything is lost there's no way this strategy is going to work anymore can you take us yeah. in the boardroom around that decision because i i imagine there was a reason why you weren't doing a digital first strategy before the pandemic so it had to yeah. have been a risky thing to make that decision could you tell us more about that process uh definitely it was a very difficult uh, process so basically when if we see uh, our user persona these are almost you know 50% of the indian population who are majorly in tier 3 and tier 4 uh, cities in india so there was a perception that these are the users who are not very mobile friendly and uh, they are the first time uh, internet users so because of this perception the go to market strategy was always offline that you know you have a chain of retailers or distributors through whom you distribute even the technology products or even the app products have been you know distributed through that rather than through a digital digital uh, side so we also hopped on to the strategy which everybody was using pre pandemic uh, during pandemic time all these offline stores and offline distributors were closed uh, because of all the uh, quarantines so that was a time uh, so obviously our revenue came down to zero we were doing really good before pandemic uh, our revenue came down to zero and we just couldn't take the fact that uh, there is we, we don't know when it will start and uh, that time we started uh, you know very small things like uh, we started reaching out to our users digitally uh we started hosting a lot of uh, webinars for our users and that's when we realized that the perception that these are the first time mobile users or first time internet users is wrong then we went and we did very in depth uh, survey to understand if i do a digital first acquisition and if i launch a premium product will there be adoption or not and the numbers were like fantastic obviously pandemic was one of the reason that everybody shifted to internet but that worked really well for us and then we decided that okay now let's focus only on the digital first adoption um we put forward this case to the board definitely and uh, you know the one of the major thing which helped us was you know sh- showing the roi of it uh, with this earlier we were only in one state in maharashtra uh, one state in india but now we are present in 10 states with very basic uh, like we don't have any feet on ground we don't have any distributors today if i want to expand outside india it just you know few clicks away for me so we showed this roi to our investors and i think they were super super helpful 
Like they always believed in our vision. That's so good. Did you make the decision to do a freemium before you showed it to the board? And then after that, look, show them the ROI? Or did you try to estimate the ROI before you built the freemium? No, I think we went ahead building premium because that was a time uh, the board was like, just conserve your cash, uh, <laughs> ensure that you have a good runway, rest, whatever you do is like, just do good for the business. And I think, uh, you know, we were seed fundal, funded by then and our seed investors have been one of the super, super helpful uh, investors. Uh, you know, like basically they, they believe in our vision, they believe in the founders and uh, uh, they know that whatever we are going to do is good for the company. So there, there is always oh, very little convincing for them. That's great. I think that could be a whole other podcast of making sure you select the right <laughs> investors. Definitely. Right? Um, let's go back to once you decided to do a digital first strategy, can you walk us through how you laid out that strategy and, and kind of where the freemium fit in? Like what were the channels? How did you pitch it in those channels? How did you test out the right channels digitally? So uh, freemium was a totally new experience for us. Uh, and, you know, going, so obviously like when we decided to go premium, uh, what we did was like our paid feature is also information feature. So 20% of our paid feature, we opened it as a part of a premium to give user the experience of the paid uh, plus, we went uh, very, uh, uh, like, you know, we, we went into a very strong content strategy. So other than the paid feature, we started creating a lot of content, which is more relevant to our users um, and personalizing this content. It was just not the content which just, you know, users are coming and not finding it relevant, but the personalization is something which we focus. And uh, then after that, we started integrating some uh, more very interactive aspects also. You know, we tried gamification. Users were, uh, you know, then uh, over the year, like with respect to agriculture, there are different stages through which the crop grows goes. So we ensured that all kind of gamification is there and consumption of that information is not difficult for them. So we focused on a lot of audio and video content. Uh, so these are the few strategies which helped us uh, initially to get users more organically. Uh, the, the second thing which uh, late after this, what we did was we started tying up with all the local influencers. So tier three and tier four influencers in India. Uh, we started distributing our content through them. Plus we started uh, creating content with them. So that with this, we could double down on our organic uh, user acquisition. And always the organic users who are coming for, you know, looking at the content, which is which which they will see in app also, their retention obviously started increasing. And that's how, you know, so we first uh, uh, sorted the acquisition problem and then the retention problem also, it was part of the acquisition only for us. Uh, and then, you know, we created right user journeys to navigate these users from, uh, unpaid to paid uh, subscription and uh, that's where right now even we are you know I, I think this particular aspect of you know top of the funnel to bottom of the funnel is continuously evolving and improving so there are a lot of learnings over time and we are like right now also I feel like you know there are a lot of things that we need to do to improvise this one wonderful help me understand how you personalize your content because I know 
everyone knows the power of content strategy, but in terms of the personalization, yeah. it sounds like you did something different there based on how you talked to your customers before. Yeah, yeah. So uh, see, one of the you know difficult aspect in India is the number of languages, number of dialects of the languages. So you know, one of the very important uh, personalization for us is the location based. Okay. So you know, every probably two hundred kilometers, there is a different dialect of the same language also. So you know, we are ensuring that our content changes as you move around India. Uh, and we we are managing like a lot of content that gives user a level of different personalization because vernacular is something new for the TG which we are working with. Okay, uh, they these are the users who are majorly YouTube and WhatsApp users. They 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 don't go beyond this. So this is probably you know seventh or eighth app which they install. So there, if when we start giving them personalization, which other apps are not giving, so that creates a huge stickiness for them because they realize, okay, this is something for me. Now, the second thing with respect to uh, uh, location is, uh, with location, we fetch, uh, you know, through our uh, weather service providers, we fetch a lot of weather data. And based on this weather data, we have our own algorithm, which creates weather-based dynamic advisory. So this is specifically for our users and their crops. So this weather-based uh, dynamic advisory is something which is our one of the very important USP. And this is the module which was earlier part of our paid module, which we created, which we decided we'll go premium with this. Uh, and this module brings the majority stickiness because whether uh, the uncertainties, this is something which is very difficult for the users to understand and what action to take based on that. And this module solves that problem. So uh, this is the major personalization that's fitted, like language and the advisory part. Very neat. Let's. Can we talk about the influencer strategy that you had? How did you decide to do that? And you said specifically tier three, tier four influencers. So uh, they're not the most popular ones. Help us yeah. with kind of that thought process. So you know now also when we uh, when when we talk with uh, you know different stakeholders right from VCs to others, so they are shocked that even you know Indian VCs they are shocked that okay there are influencers in tier three and tier four. Yeah, so definitely there are. Uh, we have to hunt for them. Okay, so so our users so are very much on short video platforms. So earlier TikTok was operational in India. So TikTok uh, now there are likes of TikTok in India then uh, YouTube. So, you know, if you see our users, uh, mobile usage, it will be majorly on some or mix of the video platforms. So what we did was we started looking at what all kind of content is there, which they consume. Then through that, we actually explored, you know, and then we realized that there are a huge number of content creators. And there are creators, you know, who have like 10 plus million uh, followers to, you know, probably 10k followers so there is all spectrum of that so now we work with three different buckets of influencers so one are the you know the major you know who have like 5 million 10 million plus uh, following so they are very famous you know we can you, you can google search and find them it's not difficult you have to pay them and get the things done then there is a middle bucket which is more of a aspirational you know these are they have you know 200 300k followers and uh, so these are very interesting people. They they work for 
all different kind of companies because you know amazon is also trying to get into tier 3 and tier 4 and likes of amazon in e-commerce in india are trying to get into tier 3 and tier 4 so these people are pro they are making video for a lot of companies and they started talking about our features and the last one which is the long tail these are you know 10k to 50k uh, follow uh, following uh, uh, influencers so these are the most interesting to work with because we always show them that you know if you make video with us you have a opportunity to grow with us because uh, in 2020 specifically uh, you know we were also conserving on cash we didn't have enough cash we hadn't raised our pre series this was like we were doing all this with only our seed funding so that time we worked with this long tail in, uh, influencers showing them that you work with us we will promote you you promote us let's see how far we can go with that and you know i think those kind of partnerships partnerships have helped us long way now now those are the influencers who have gone to you know 1 billion and all and they still work with us at very comfortable rates i love how you thought about that and those tier 3 or those tier 3 tier 4 long tail were you paying them anything or was it simply just hey like together we're yeah. going to expand the influence so initially we were not paying but we were ensuring that they have uh right uh, you know gadgets like you know some people didn't have right mobile so we 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 ensured that you know we are uh, giving them you know right mobile stands like mics uh you know mobiles whatever and uh, after raising our uh, pre series a then we were better in cash position and after that we started paying very cool well this has been very interesting the final question is what's your superpower as a ceo oh my god <laughs> Yeah so I think bias to action I am very quick and at times I expect my team also to be very quick about taking decisions going about it and you know that is something you know which we did during our pivot also you know which helped us grow the, the other thought process was okay you know let's wait when pandemic gets over and when we can restart our channel but like I I just want to move forward with uh, with whatever is going on I think yeah bias to action That's amazing. I I feel like I'm similar to that. Sometimes those decisions can lead you in the wrong direction if you take them if you're like making Definitely. the wrong decision quickly, right? But uh, is there a way that you kind of yeah. discern quickly like are you maybe like spend 24 hours like really think about it and then make it or are you just like hey, I I have a gut feeling and I'm going to go for it? Yeah. Yeah. I I definitely I have made wrong decisions, like no doubt about it. But now if I weigh, I think uh, yeah, I, there is obviously learning out of that. so now over time the decisions are becoming better but i can't just wait and watch things like i i, I always have that you know thing to act into act i love that and it's kind of like you said i don't like the idea of waiting for the pandemic to just be done so you're like yeah. we're going to just take action we're not going to just wait here <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's this has been incredible i know it's going to be helpful for a lot of our listeners so thank you so much for your time That's a wrap. Thanks for listening. Make sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, and Google. If you want to learn more about Zendesk for Startups and our free offer, please check out our website at zendesk.com/startups.